Hello and welcome to Evidence of Grace, a podcast from Revolution 22 Church in Boise, Idaho. The purpose of this podcast is for members of our church body to share their testimony and how God is continually working in our lives. We hope that this is an encouragement to you and that you continue to love God and love others. On this week's episode of the Evidence of Grace podcast, our guest comes all the way from Novotis, Philippines, Kyle Kirsch. I'm so glad that Kyle was able to sit down with me during his limited time back in the U.S. and give us an update on how his ministry in Novotis is going, but also share his testimony with us and how the Lord prepared him for this experience. Kyle describes his life story as being a Peter and how God uses us in unexpected ways. Kyle has such a unique story that's so much fun to listen to, to sit back and enjoy. All right, welcome back to Evidence of Grace podcast. I'm joined by a very, very special guest. Flattering. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Kyle Kirsch is here all the way from, well, I mean, I guess your home is here. Yeah, in Boise, there's Idaho. Still that sense of Idaho, right? Yeah. Right, <laughs> <That> nice. <laughs> but uh, our our very own Novotis resident for the next uh, little while uh, is back in town, back in Boise, and so I, you know, shout out Kyle Morgan. Honestly, he he helped us put this together. That's what I was just about to say. I know the last. Not, I guess, whatever, Cameron's podcast, you were talking about the two Kyles. I felt a little bummed. I was yes, left out. Yes, and that's I guess my Kyle bad. Johnson, too. But, you know, shout out to him. But, yes, Kyle Morgan. You know, there's like, way yeah, too many Kyles. <laughs> there are still. Yes. I, I left, and there's still. Yes, yeah, yes. I guess I didn't leave. That true, bad true. Word, phrase. I, I, I feel like I did. <laughs> but shout out Kyle Morgan yes. because he, I didn't even think to ask you, uh, you or Stephanie, to come on the podcast when you guys were in town. But. Yeah, you texted me and were like, hey, Kyle Morgan was said you should come on the podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. So I'm glad we were uh, able to find some time in your guys' busy schedule while you're you're trying to cram everything you can. Yes. Uh, how how long are you, What from from when you got here to when you leave, how long is the total time you're, you're back? Uh, I think 15 days. 15 so days. Not long at all. No, yeah. no. And you've been in Novotis since July? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. July twenty seventh. Yeah. So ten, almost eleven months. Yep. Um, let's do. So I know everyone's probably going to want to hear. You know, you you guys have talked. We were talking before this. You you've talked at Philippines night. You've talked at the partners meeting that was last week. So we're recording this Friday, May twenty sixth, for everyone who's you know this will probably come out in a week or two. But you've talked a little bit, just kind of about you know, what's going on in Novotis, but I want to go backwards and find out a little bit about you and why and how you got this heart to go on missions. So you were kind of telling me a little bit before we started, but I think, I think that'd be fun to, to kind of unpack. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I was like, I was thinking about what to say, like you were saying, what to say for the partner meeting, what to say for Philippines night. And there's a immediate thought of, oh, I'm a missionary. I want to build up God's kingdom. <laughs> and obviously this is a, yeah, an audio only, but I'm making right. really fun gestures for no, you. No, <laughs> guys, it's hilarious. Trust me. <laughs> uh, but I guess just like that's that stereotype, that stereotype of I'm out there doing the hands and being the hands and feet in Jesus, doing God's work, uh, which is true. Yeah. And I hope that that shows through our outlets of um, 
technology, which is really impressive. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, going back, I think, man, like uh, like how I got the heart of it from mission. Yeah, I mean, just maybe because the majority of these podcasts are are sharing testimonies. So I think it'd be cool for you to like at least share a little bit about your growing up, how you got your faith, and then maybe from that, what what gave you the heart for missions or when did that start and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so I grew up in uh, Houston, Texas. So I grew up in like almost uh, what people call the buckle of the mm-hmm. Bible Belt. So culturally, you're you're a Christian. Like you go to church because that's just what your grandma does. That's right. what your – or grandma whips you if you don't kind of situation. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, so uh, I did the church. Uh, I would say I did the church thing um, for a while. My, uh, my, my dad – did uh, Bible studies a little bit, but um, we kind of left the church. My dad joined the army, and we kind of moved around a lot, and the church just wasn't that um, sense of family that we really got, and so we kind of just distances ourselves. But when I was about 13, there was this really cute girl. Uh, that how, how, how it always happens. Yeah, yep. right. <laughs> and she, uh, she brought me to uh, her church, and I just fell in love with the Lord. Um, I guess, again, I guess I never... I never fell away from faith. I just didn't really understand it until that point. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and at that time, it was great living in Houston. Uh, it's a pretty big city. Uh, I mean, we, I think it's. I th- is it top five in the I, in the I, United States? I want to say yes, but I have Texas pride. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure. I'll look it up. You, you keep, keep talking. talking. I'll keep talking. I, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, so growing up in Houston, we had. I mean, we had streets in Houston that had that were Chinese. Like there weren't, there was no like there was there was a section, um, I forget what's called now, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, there were sections of streets that were just in Chinese, not in English. So oh. there was this huge sense of uh, Texas pride, but also like that worldly. We aren't alone, and that was a, a nice that was a nice experience to have growing up. And uh, did you get the answer? Yeah, Houston's number four. Yes. Yeah. Goes <laughs> New York, LA, Chicago, Houston. Yes. Oh, Fe- Phoenix number five. Phoenix. I know. Isn't that crazy? Ugh. Yeah. Not a huge Phoenix fan. I'm, well, yeah. I like visiting there. I could not live there. I, like, I lived. In, I lived in Arizona for a little bit, which I'll share a little bit later. But yeah, Phoenix was. Oh, it was just the. It was just hot. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Back to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, uh, at that point I re, I guess rededicated my life yeah. to Christ at like 13 and we had people from like China, uh, Taiwan, Mex- uh, Mexico, uh, uh, obviously living that close to the border, right. had, uh, love a Latino influence and, uh, even some, uh, African, there was pockets of, um, Kenyan, I want to say in our in that in that church. I mean, also it's Houston, so it was like a, it was a huge yeah, church. It was one, yeah. one of those big mega churches, um, Woodlands Church, I think is what it was called. But um, what I really liked was we were able to talk about what an Acts church, which is very impressive for a mega church, to yeah. be like, hey, how did the how did Acts work out so well? Yeah, and it was very just a great experience, and um, that just made me. That combined with my want for travel, I think kind of just went hand in hand. I think God put that on my heart. And, uh, well, I mean, as now, 
uh, that girl was not Stephanie. So <laughs> I think that was important because I, I, I bet there are some people who oh, don't yeah. know you guys that were probably like, was that Stephanie? Yeah. No. I wish, man. Sometimes <laughs> I really do wish, man. No, no, or that that much longer would have been a huge blessing. I would have been a lot better off in my life. <laughs> she's definitely like that stereotype, but she's definitely my better half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we went back to Houston, right? We I went back to church, found the Lord at like thirteen, fourteen, rededicated my life, and I was like, okay, God, use me. Um, use me however you want. I don't care. Just let's do this. And ever since then. Um, my, my focus, my AP classes, my electives have, were transitioning to cultural anthropology, mm. cultural, um, aspects of the world. Like, um, I, one of my teachers, she was amazing. She, she got me into AP classes even at the time when I wasn't supposed to, nice. and I got to take her class. Nice. Uh, but this just this huge, this is huge, um, how can cultures, come together like i know the tower of babel happened and i know why that was important but like we gotta have a way to bring these cultures for jesus yeah and so so you so this was this was from the beginning yeah like you yeah. had interest in this for for a long time yeah was I, it always missional focused or was it was these cultural classes that you're taking this interest in culture was that also just wanting to travel because that's, I think that's yeah. valid either I mean, way. As a fourteen-year-old, I would say it was just to travel. Like it was just like, how cool could it be to see, you know, as much of the world before you die, right? Kind of thing, right? Um, but as of now, I would say that was my mission. Like that, yes, my job title now is missionary, but I would say everyone's in mission, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone should have that heart to be missional. Yeah. Uh, even if it's not a hut in the African savanna, exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I guess long story short, because I can ramble, uh, we moved to Arizona. That was my last uh, stomping grounds in high school. Was that for your dad's? Yeah, for my okay. da- my dad. Uh, my dad uh, honorably left. Gotcha. Yeah, honorably left the army. Just um, contract ended. Yeah, moved to Arizona when I was a junior, and I graduated high school early because like high school is just not my thing there you go so i just want to leave early and through that though i met um i had a great opportunity to go to a korean church in sierra vista arizona nice. this really small town and just the it just kept going i was like okay god i think this is you're stirring something in me let's do this and i found a church i absolutely loved uh shout out to mountain ridge church and uh he was like hey you're kind of young but what are you going to do with your life? I was like, I don't know. I just want to live for the Lord. I don't know what that looks like, but I just want to do something. And he was like, well, we're actually looking for a, a intern for middle school youth kids. And I was like, yeah, I would love to do that. Maybe that's my calling. Maybe, yeah. you know, I, I was saved at 13 and I thought maybe that's just what I should do. It felt kind of weird because I was only like, you know, four or five years older. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kids. Right. But um, it, that lasted uh six seven months okay and my <laughs> my uh pastor he uh he sat me down he's like hey man you have a heart for the lord i love it but i don't think being a youth pastor is your thing i'm like <laughs> harsh yeah but for real. fair for it was 100 fair um and he said but you have been telling the kids so much about you know hey this culture 
that that focuses on Buddhism, if they were if they could just turn like ten degrees, they would see Jesus. You would tell them that there's uh, the gods in in um, Rome and in the uh, the churches of of New Testament. Mm-hmm. Like I would just go in these great big details of like the cultural aspects of mm-hmm. the New Testament and the Old Testament, and he's like. Have you ever thought about missions? I'm like, I don't know what that is. Right. I thought this is mission. Yeah, you know. And uh, he just was like, Yeah, you should do an actual like mission trip. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Cool. How does that work? And he goes, Well, we actually have a church in Mexico, and we would love for you to uh, be a part of it. I'm like, Sure. I went out there. It was almost like a second job interview. Yeah. I was there for uh, like a week. Nice. And uh, dude, it was. It's one of the things where it's like, you know how I told Stephanie this on the way over. I was like, you know how there's like that that phrase where boys uh, grow up to be one of two things. They either grow up to be the astronomer or they grow up to be the astronaut. Uh-huh. And I was like, whoa, I get to see like I've I've been the astronomer. Yeah, I've, I've, I love knowledge. Right. I love I love wisdom. But being able to be the astronaut, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like being able to like just see what my textbooks are saying, seeing what school has almost led me to do. Right. And at that point I was in community college. I was trying just, I was just taking classes, just take classes. Yeah. That's just what you do. Yeah. And I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was getting my degree, which I, I enjoyed parts of it. I got, I was getting my degree in cross-cultural communications. I thought if anything, there's some, somewhere culture can work out, right? I right. could be a business person, but I could be a business person internationally, you know, I can do something. And, I got sent to Mexico and it changed it just changed my world forever to the point where they were like uh hey you did really well like we never your like little introverted little bubble like didn't exist in Mexico interesting yeah huh. and I was like can we can we go back yeah please yeah how like, long were you there uh like for like I think like 10 days yeah it was not very long at all but but that doesn't see that's that's kind of the just a little side tangent, but that's where, you know, I feel, I think nowadays, especially short term missions get a lot of crap. Like they went, I think it's just kind of the natural phase of churches. Like there was, there was a big push for short term missions for a while. And then everyone's like, oh, they're not as good as, but that's an example of why these short term missions can be really impactful and beneficial. Like they changed, like you said, changed your life for a long time. And I don't know. I think that's super cool. I think that's super cool. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, there's like that. Yeah, I agree. There's this aspect of uh, the negativity of like when helping hurts mm-hmm. concept of short term ministry, which is an awesome book if he wants to read. Yeah. Um, but I agree. Short term missions are, are, are great for uh, especially kids. Yeah. And even, um, I guess even like that, like closed bubble adults, even yes. they yes. might not, they like, again, like I said, you see, you, you see it on the news, you see it in books, but that like, but seeing it in person changes totally. everything. Totally. So yes, it, it does take a strain on the local church. Yes. A hundred percent. And I can go into more detail. About right. That. Right. But allowing, allowing a church that is either struggling or being or new or just in a different country that needs that financial and spiritual and Mm -hmm. hope that Mm -hmm. churches in America can bring is something that I think is beneficial to every party involved. Yeah. 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 And it, like you said, I think it helps the people from American churches that are doing that to 
gain a better understanding of their faith yeah. as well. Yeah, I think I think my my pastor put it in a lot more perspective than me because, uh, like I said, I was only I think at that point I was like nineteen twenty, right. and I was still to try and figure out what wisdom even meant. <laughs> but he said, once you go on missions in a developing nation, that's when you realize, oh, we aren't a we aren't a struggling nation. We we are the new Rome. Yeah, and we need to see that. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Totally, we can get we can get into some of that stuff <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, so you're so you you come back from yeah. this from this mission yeah. and and you like you said your whole life or your your life up until then has changed. Yeah. Um, what happens after that? So funny story. What happens after that is two months later I go back to Mexico. Nice with the uh, college kids um, and some of the youth youth kids who we thought would benefit from it. We spent two weeks there. Uh, it was our Thanksgiving break, so we were able nice. to um, go there. Um, a lot of kids just loved it. We we were building a we the same church. Uh, oh, called, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, it was the same, same church called uh, Levide, which is Spanish for the vine. Which that's was cool, awesome, really cool. The first time we were there, we were kind of just saying, "Hey, this is who we are. What do you need from us? What can we help you with? Like, what's going on?" And it was a orphanage. And they were trying to build their church building. Mm. So we were actually there putting cement, mixing like mixing concrete cement by hand nice. for hours in the Mexican desert. Nice, nice. And it was just amazing. Yeah. Super fun. It was, oh, yeah, <laughs> super fun. And uh, so we did that for like a week, kind of helped get the foundation started for the church. That's cool. The second time we come back, they go, we have a really big issue with coyotes. And most of us were like, Oh, well, I mean, yes, you're in the middle of the Chihuahuan Desert. Yep. So coyotes are a real struggle. Checks out. And we we realized they weren't talking about animals. They were talking about people. Oh. So in, in the Mexican gangs, there are um, they use animal terms for um, who you are in the gangs. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it is cool. But coyotes, so coyotes, um, I guess, in Mexican folklore or just like kind of that stereotype, uh, coyotes uh, take babies from other animals, like as a quick, easy meal. Yeah, and so coyotes uh, would take the uh, kids from the orphanage and put them into human trafficking. Wow, situations. Okay. And I was like, we need to stay here for months, build a barricade. And I was just like, this, that's not There's okay. Traps. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. landmines. Yeah. Just seriously. <laughs> And I was like, that's not okay. And I was like, how is nobody else this, like, crazy about it? And that's when it hit me. Um, like, we were talking a little bit earlier. That's when it hit me. That's not normal. Right. Like, I mean, obviously, nobody wants that situation for anyone. But I realized that how I felt, no, like, it wasn't a normal thing everyone else felt. Yeah. And that's when I realized, oh, I need to be a, quote, missionary. Mm-hmm. I want like, I want to do that. And so I talked with the elder, I talked with the pastor in Mexico. I called my pastor and I said, "Hey, I don't have a lot of money, but is there a way I can stay?" Like everyone else goes, "I want to stay." And he said, "That's crazy because I was waiting for you to tell me that." Oh, wow. So behind my I like, guess behind my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "We have money set aside for a missionary and we were waiting for someone to tell us." And I was like, "Cool." I want to do it. And he goes, well, you're, you're, you're a single guy. You're a college student, so you probably eat a decent amount. But what do you need? I said, I don't care. I will live in one of the bunk beds with the orphan kids. I will live in the orphanage. I will, you know, 
I will ride a bike. I'll walk. I don't need transportation. I can figure. I I don't need. I just need food. If I can, <laughs> yeah. I just need food to survive. I'll. I don't need anything else. And he said, "Cool. We have." Um, I don't know. It was it was a very low amount of money. <laughs> very <laughs> impressive. But I was there from um Thanksgiving and I was there all the way up until spring break of next year. Dang. And so a mission team came back in spring break to kind of just check on me, check up on me. Right. That was still two thousand oh, I don't know. Ten, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was like right before my, my career in Florida. So I was ten. Dang, dude. No, that's, <laughs> that, can, that, that can't be right then. No. Because you were born – I guess, yeah, because I'm eight years older than you. So, yeah, yeah. I get semi-checks out. Oh, man. When you, you, were... we, when you get to my age, <laughs> dates don't – Probably 2012. Yeah. You're 20, 1920. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. doesn't matter. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, I was there for a good chunk of time, like longer than the yeah, two four weeks. months. Yeah. Um, One, two, no, three, right. four – No, no, that can't be right. Cause I was there for it was uh, it was closer to like seven months, I think. Okay, so, so maybe, maybe maybe not spring break. Maybe it was the summer. Yeah, it was the summer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, summer break. Yeah, I mean either way. It's, so seven months. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a yeah, great. It's Mexico, so it's just yeah. hot and dry <laughs> all year round. You so tell. It doesn't yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> it gets cold at night, which is nice. But yeah, so yeah, I was. That's clutch. But also, I think that 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 goes to show how God's working in my heart because I could have been there for a week. I could have been there for a year. It just felt like this is where I need to be, and I don't care how long I'm here. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Okay, so then you come back. Yep. And like you mentioned, just a little bit career in Florida. So what? How? What? How? When? Yeah. So um, I, I looked into. Um, missionaries and i looked into like peace corps when i got back and i'm like i want to do this long term like this i want this to be my life and a lot of people were like oh it's, you know you need a bachelor's degree you need you need this and that and so i was like that's frustrating but i'll do it and so i went back uh to get my cross-cultural communications degree um and then i bumped into a lady uh i was like hey do you need help because she was like holding all these like banners and boxes and stuff by herself and she was like yeah actually i'm here for a meeting um do you want to be a part of my my meeting i'm here to recruit people to like go around the around the country and just learn new experiences i'm like sure yeah let's do it and i missed class to go there. <laughs> nice. so i was very you know involved in my schooling and <laughs> uh sure enough she was a disney internship oh wow recruiter so I went to Florida to work for Disney. Nice. A year? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I, I was like, this sounds awesome because I thought, well, I don't want to burden the church. So how can I make money? And Disney has these programs called Adventures by Disney where Disney has these uh, vacations set up for however long in different countries. Yeah. So you can get that experience. Like oh, one cool. example is there is one in Wyoming where you get to ride a horse, you live in a cabin, you know, eat steak, like just having that Wyoming experience. Right. And they just, like, again, all over the world. And I thought that's what, that could be my career. I can do that, share the gospel and I can like sneak away and go to um, the places that are around yeah. that need Jesus. So um, I was there for a little bit and uh, I realized that was not the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so I came back 
to Arizona and I was like, I need, I need something. I need to figure out something. And that's what led me to Boise State. I just felt like, God, where do you want me next? And he was like, uh, there's a, this gem scholarship. Yeah. And um, he said, hey, there's Boise State. You've never lived above the Tennessee line. That's a, you know, a college where you can get your bachelor's degree. And it almost was just like, just stop asking me questions and accept my answer and just walk. So huh. I did. I, I sold everything I had. I loaded up what I could in like two suitcases. And I moved up here in 2015. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so that's so cool. I was that was kind of in the back of my head of a question I wanted to ask. It's like, okay, how or what led you to Boise? And yeah. that's a really cool answer. God. So yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling actually I was at a grad party last night and I was telling someone that goes to this church. I was they're like, how? Why Boise State? And I get that question a lot too. Oh, yeah, it's like. I don't know. We I went to a bunch of different colleges. I ha- kind of had no clue. I toured a bunch, and we got here to Boise State, and I was like, yep, I don't know why. This is it, though. Yeah. And, yeah, that's cool. So the very beginning, I was like, yeah, same way. I was like, oh, is it for the blue football field? I'm like, I don't really care that much about football. <laughs> so, no, it's just, I just, God was like, hey, Boise State. It was just randomly popped up. I know part of it was it was very inexpensive in comparison to others. Totally. So, totally. Yeah. So, okay, so you get to Boise yeah. State. Um, yeah. Take us from there. <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, I love cross-cultural communication, but I just, once I got here, I was like, okay, God, I want to do, like, I want more. I, I, I'm missing, because in, in high school, I did, I took um, engineering classes and med- and nursing classes in high school for college credit. And I'm like, I want to do that again. Like, I just, I want that, like, like that different brain challenge mm-hmm. that I was missing. And so I came here. I found out that I could, uh, I don't need a MD to be a prosthesis. And yeah. I'm like, there were so many people in Mexico that were just missing limbs and unable to work. They just couldn't afford the medical care. Right. And I'm like, God, I got it. Thank you. I can be a biomedical engineer. I can uh, get my master's in prosthetics and orthotics. I can just live in Mexico again <laughs> as a as a prosthesis. For those people who don't know Kyle super well, Kyle's a genius. Kyle's super, super, no. super smart. Yes, you no. keep saying no, no. but every, anyone who knows Kyle is not along with me. Kyle's super smart. So just the fact that you're like, yeah, I'll just casually become a biochemical engineer is so crazy to so many other people. But that's so cool that you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do this, and then I'll live in Mexico and help people fix their legs. Like, that's so cool. Um, sorry, to, I need to caveat a little bit because uh, when I was working at Disney, uh, all my friends were South African, which is also a whole <laughs> God moment there, to the point where my best friend, he got accepted into the School of Ministry in Ohio. Okay. And I was like, I'm sorry, dude, about Ohio. The ministry is awesome, but Ohio. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But he, he, he was flying out the next day back home. Oh, okay. And I was like, hey, dude, is there a way I can buy your ticket? And somehow we did it. Not sure. Just God. Again, right. God. So I made an impromptu trip to Africa. Um, just because, and I got yeah. to hang out with a whole bunch of friends and they showed me just, again, just reminding me how much the world just needs mm. God. I mean, they do here in America too, but right. like I said, I think my heart was for the world. Yeah. And That's super cool. when I was in, I went to Botswana, I went to South Africa and I just saw 
brokenness that I never, I even experienced in Mexico. Like right. it was even worse than what I saw in Mexico. But oh my gosh, dude, the African people were just like, hey, I can't afford food today. But my neighbor was and was able to give me food. And it's just like the joy of just like, thank you, God, for my neighbor. Thank you, God, for him finding extra work. And right. then I would go to the neighbor and be like, hey, you're struggling. You can't feed your own five kids. Why are you giving your neighbor rice? And he's like, my neighbor is struggling. And I'm like, that's the yeah. type of community I want to live in. Yeah, so, that's sorry. so cool. That was a little no, right that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, sorry. So going back to Boise State, yes, <laughs> I thought I would. Like- that, yeah, and that's. I mean, just to go back, like that's a a really. I don't know. That seems like an important little trip. So I'm glad you, <laughs> glad you mentioned it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, my my timeline is very skewed. Now. That's okay. Um, that's okay. So yes, going back to Boise State, I thought, okay, I love the medical field. I love opportunities like that. So I'll just be a prosthesis because I don't want to be a surgeon. I can't. I can't deal with that. But I could deal. Like I thought. Oh, my career is I can give people more or less hands and feet again while yeah. being the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hands and feet, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I tried that, and I didn't get accepted into uh, the school, my, my, my school in uh, Baylor, Texas, for prosthesis and orthotics. Um, I, so I shadowed a, a really cool guy, Meridian. He was a prosthesis, and he, again, God, his wife randomly took me aside and said, hey, I just want to let you know this career is is a good career, but this is like one of the worst paying medical jobs. And I'm mm. like, I don't care. Right. I want to just – I want to do this for the Lord. I want to do it to help people. And she's like, you're just like my husband. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to take that as a compliment. Yeah. She goes, no, you, you should. Prosthesis – people like prosthesis are just the – just like they're like these guardians. They are like these yeah. angels that God calls out. And I was like, thank you. I really need to hear that. And then, yeah, heard I didn't get into that school. And I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Right. And at that point, my grandpa wasn't doing very well. And so I went off to just to see him. And his neighbor was uh, an amazing guy called Brian Ballou. And he was like, what are you going to do with your life? I'm like, I don't know. I got, I didn't get accepted into medical school, so I just I don't know what I'm going to do. And he goes, well, what are you doing for the summer? I said, again, I don't know. I might just hang out here. Um, I have family in Texas. I might just, you know, couch surf. Right. As one <laughs> and, does, yeah. yeah. And he was like, well, what 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 degree do you have? And I was like, oh, I'm a biomechanical engineer. And he goes, oh. He's like, have you ever thought about um, – working for the summer with the internship. I'm like, sure. Yeah. That'll help pay for right. something. And he was like, cool. Give me your, inter- you know, we'll, we'll, have, we'll sit down. We'll have an interview right now. I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, Sweet. dude, I'm wearing flip flop shorts. Right. And, <laughs> and so we're in his garage and he's, he's like, he's, which is so crazy. He's driving around his like 1987 Corvette That's awesome. while we're having this interview. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, you know, my, my job is really great. He says nothing about his job until the until we pull back into his driveway. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is uh, this is all at NASA. I'm like, dude, yeah, that's awesome. Right. And so, yeah, crazy how God works in mysterious ways. I think it was really just to kind of lift me back up. And so, yeah, I worked at NASA for two summers as a biomedical engineer doing like medical testing on astronauts yeah. yeah so so sick yeah yeah that's awesome so that was those were just summer yeah those right? were just summers but even through that though like we started um 
me and a couple of the interns, we started Bible studies. We started, yeah. we actually were able to put our money together. We bought two houses, one for boys, one for girls, and we're able to make this crazy opportunity for people to, yeah. to feel safe and home. That's somewhere. so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Um, okay, so you're so you're still at Boise, yes. Boise State. Yes, yes, I'm still time. at Boise State during this time. Yeah, uh, the yeah, I'll still at Boise State this time. Uh, and th- you know, and so I tried really hard. So I started taking extra classes to maybe try medical school again. Right. And uh, again, uh, it didn't. Well, at that point, I had three options. Well, I guess four. <laughs> go back, to try medical school again. Uh, go back to NASA because they they offered me a full a full job Dang. right after okay. right after school. Um, I also had an opportunity to work in the 1040 window as a missionary. Okay. Uh, the 1040 window is like the Middle East, China, like the pretty much yeah. the, the window where like Christians get persecuted the most. Yeah. And then I had Stephanie. I was dating Stephanie at that time. So I, I was going to say, out there is, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to like throw that in there. I was like, where is Stephanie at this point? Yeah. Um, okay. So, okay. And then, so you have those four options. Yes. And so each one sounded great, right? I, I was like, I can, I have, I have, you know, I have more, uh, you know, medical classes. I've, I can, you know, I can work this out. I, I have more head knowledge. I can definitely figure this out. So I thought that was a good option. I could still be, you know, I could be like, you know, one of those crazy doctors without borders guys. Right. NASA. I was like, Hey, it's good money. You know, I could still reach people. I can figure that out. And so I, I was thinking that would be a good option. It'd be like that good, like American career kind of situation. Totally. Um, the 10:40 window. And, uh, at that point, um, actually, uh, this tattoo, uh, sorry, audio listeners. Um, I got this tattoo around that time because my friend. Uh, this is tattoo on his right forearm. Yeah, on my right forearm. <laughs> it's in Tibetan Sanskrit. It says, "Pray for the world, but don't be consumed by the world." Nice. Because my friend uh, that year was when my friend who was a missionary in Tibet was a uh, was a martyr. Oh wow! He, he he was murdered for being a Christian. That's crazy. And I was like, I want I want to avenge him. Yeah. And I just, oh, and then I yeah. Luckily, God humbled me about that point. <laughs> but all I have to say, as uh, it's probably obvious now, I chose Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I chose to stay in Boise, uh, kind of figure some things out, and uh, I told her I was like, I love you so much. I'm going to stay here. You know, I could work in some places until you graduate, and then we can just go from there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you want me to now talk about Stephanie. Go ahead. I feel like I just feel like that was an important. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I was going to say something, but now I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to not do a, a bad shout out to someone else who's been on this podcast. But <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so, yeah. So me and Stephanie, our, our first date was three hours in the back of my car. Nice. Uh, I made I made her a meal. And we talked about adoption and we talked about mission trips that whole Which time. is a crazy first date. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like those <laughs> – In hindsight, Just yes. for maybe some people who have been married for a super long time and haven't gone on a first date in a while. That's not typically something you talk about on a first date. <laughs> <laughs> like what's your favorite color? color. What's your favorite yeah. artist? Like no, it's like, like straight up. This is who I am. Yeah. And you're either going to love me or just pass. <laughs> yeah. And we were both okay with that. That's awesome. Yeah. So we were, yeah, she's this amazing, amazing woman. She thought medical, or not medical, sorry, chemical engineering could be a cool thing. Like she wanted to change the world through through that. She wanted to like, you know, 
save animals, save people, save people who are un- who have unsafe water conditions. Right. Okay. Um, which is yeah, that's a weird side note. I just remembered. So shout out to that. And <laughs> uh, but no, she decided to be a teacher. She was like, I want to help kids mm-hmm. so much. So she she put aside the engineering and all that, all those opportunities to just love on kids. And she yeah, she's since then I've seen her doing student teaching. I've seen her working at yeah. a uh, community school out in Caldwell, and even now in the Vodas, dude, she has a. She has such a big heart for kids, and it's so cool to see, and it humbles me every day. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, we went on a few dates. Uh, she was like, I don't know. I don't know how this I don't know how this is. You're, you're a little weird for me. And I was like, I totally get it. <laughs> uh, so we uh, we were talking. Um, I guess at that point, we weren't, we weren't really dating. I was, was kind of like, hey, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Call me maybe? Right. You know? Sure. <laughs> and she was like, no. So there was like three days of no talking, and those are definitely the worst days of my life. And she's told me those are the worst, some of the worst days in her life. Couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. Um, but so yeah, we got together uh, February twenty seventh, and of that year, and never looked back. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, so I want to fit Rev in here somewhere too. Yeah, where are you guys? Oh yeah, that 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 place. <laughs> that we're the place that we're in, in right now. <laughs> um, where, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Just tell me, tell us maybe yeah. like how Rev fits in, and then we can, then we can transition to more uh, Nevotis. Yeah. Okay, definitely. So the way Rev fit in, i i came to I came to Boise before Stephanie, um, like uh, eight months before. Yeah. Um, I tried Rev because that's what everyone said. Oh, Rev is really close to campus. Um, at that time, it was like Foothills uh, in Foothills Church or sorry, Foothills School. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And uh, I was like, it was great. But I just there was just like I went there because my my friends and like crew people went. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I like it. But I'm just the type of person where I just I just need to try things out. Before I, as you can totally. probably tell through my through my story, I just need to try things. Yeah. <laughs> so then I got really involved in Calvary Chapel, which was a great experience. Uh, Pablo Marina was a super awesome guy. Um, still try to talk to him with with my busy schedule. Yeah. Um, he's busy too. But anyway, Pablo Marino helped me out a lot when I first moved here. Had a great group of friends. But then um, that group, um, kind of just life. You know, the guys got married, the guys moved away for jobs, you know, some even became missionaries in different countries. And so I was like, well, now I'm all alone. (laughs) So um, I went to I went to crew more regularly. And uh, that's where me and Stephanie met with crew. Um, And she said, oh, yeah, I go to this great church called Rev. I'm like, oh, yeah, I I only went there like two or three times, but I really liked it. It just didn't seem at the time was just like, yeah, it's good it's amazing but i just i don't know just yeah. so uh and then so i was like yeah i would love to go back to back to rev because yeah. i'm kind of just at this point now where i just don't really have that friend group anymore right. so yeah been here since 2016 mm-hmm. 17 yeah yeah and through that process we yeah moved to this new location that we're in now and um at that point i really liked stephanie yeah and i wanted to propose to her 
And so I did. She said yes. Um, you know, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and Bren did our premarital counseling, and we were like, she, he was like, okay, so what was your first date like? He said he just likes to ask that. And we're like, oh, we were talking about adoptions and missions. And even he was like, huh. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know what you should do? You should be missionaries in the vote. <laughs> and we were like, Stephanie's finished school. Let's get married. Right. You know, let's, let's, let's see what this married life is all about before we make that big, big mm-hmm. jump. And so he just kept talking. You know, we went through a couple more uh, sessions with him. And he's like, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, we got married and still loved Rev. We still were a part of Rev. And then uh, COVID hit. Yeah. COVID hit, uh, you know, it hit everyone hard in different yeah. ways, right? But it hit me where the job I was working at, I loved it. Um, at, that, at this point, I was a chemical engineer for yep. a cosmetic company. And uh, they were just like, you know, with COVID, we're not sure, you know, if we're going to be selling products anymore. We're not sure. Like, we don't know. Right. And I was like, okay, God will provide. I'm the, like, I was, at that time, I was the only Christian in my group. And I was like, you know, I love you guys. I love this job. But if you guys are worried about income, I'll leave. Yeah. I didn't talk to this with Stephanie first either. So that was a really fun conversation. <laughs> I was like, I'll just leave. I'm not, you know, I had some issues with some of them anyway. And I was like, I'll just, I'll leave. I'll find something else. Right. Something will turn out. And yeah, so I found this just like desk job that I thought would be cool and just didn't really work out. And I talked with uh, John Sitka uh, a couple years ago saying, hey, I'm just I'm just not happy at my job. I'm not happy in Boise right now. I just I'm ready for something. And John, uh, he sat me down and we were we were uh, talking and drinking and he was like, "Be a missionary. <laughs> you you've always been saying this. You've always wanted this. Just be a missionary." And I'm like, "Yeah, maybe I should. I put it off on hold for years, right? And I still have that heart for it. And Stephanie does too. And I was like, "Yeah, we should do it." And uh, I talked to Stephanie, and Stephanie was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just let's be missionaries. So in tw- that was December of 2020. Yeah. December, tw- or um, I guess February 2021, we were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Boards are closed, but let's do it. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> so we, we were just we were processing that for a year, which was uh, very helpful because mm-hmm. I usually don't process that that, that, that yeah. long. So I usually just, you know. Yeah. Take the shot and go. Um, and so talking with Bren, talking with John, talking with others, and just like, yeah, this is this is our calling. We should try this. And so, yeah, we sold as much as we could. We asked a lot of people for emotional and spiritual and financial support, and mm-hmm. God had a plan. I, you know, I didn't have to pick up a second job. I didn't have to, you know, scrounge around for money. God, and just honestly, the hearts here at Rev. Like we've only all of our financial support is through the congregation, right? I, you know, friends and family here yeah. and there. But just to see how Rev has just lifted up this opportunity for us, yeah, has just been a huge blessing. Yeah, like we could not have done it without. Yeah, for everyone, sure. for yeah. sure. Okay, I want to talk a little bit just about your experiences in Novotis and and stuff like that because I think this is this is super fun for me uh, having been there yeah. and stuff and I think we could have some cool conversations but I feel like we also need to preface like 
I don't know. What do you think? You tell me. Do you think we should explain to people like terms like market three and stuff like that? Or do you think, I don't know, because I'm you, you you did that at the Philippines night and at the partners yeah. night or partners meeting. And I'm starting to feel like, you know what? I feel like people should just know what this is. <laughs> Maybe that's just because I've been there. But I, I don't know. What do you? Um, I, I agree. Okay. I think maybe like if if a term comes up or where we question it, maybe yeah. just do like a quick like five second, okay. ten second spiel. Okay. And just keep going. Cool. Let's do it. Okay. So, all right. So I'm, uh, yeah. Let's just let's just talk about Novotis. So you, I want to know what what it was like when you when you first got there. So you had a team uh, that that you know dropped you off, helped you <laughs> drop you off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They just, you know, got to the airport and they threw yeah. stuff in a yeah. in a taxi. Yeah. Like, All right, go ahead, bye guys. <laughs> but what was? Because I I think it's a little different. I'm assuming at least it was a little different when you have this team there, that's that's helping you, you know, helping you move. Yeah. Uh, what was it like when they they leave, and you guys are like, we're here. What was that? What was that like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that's a good question. I love it. Uh, when the team left, it was it was hard, uh, but it was almost like this reality. Like that's when reality hit because mm-hmm. we were like we we were able to get so much support from everyone involved. Um, like they were just like, "Hey, what do you need? Help us help you." Mm-hmm. And it was just like almost that like in a healthy way that that crutch that mm-hmm. kind of was american still but yeah as soon as we said goodbye we got into our apartment and we were like okay yeah so this, this is it we definitely you know i'll, I'll, I'll admit it there's definitely some uh some tears yeah it's just so the totally, reality of it totally. and it was just like we don't really know what we're doing but we're gonna figure it out and there's like we we have a fridge but we have we have a fridge, ramen, and a bed, <laughs> <laughs> and a toilet. So yeah, yeah, and the the shower was right above the, sh- the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the shower was right above the toilet. Yeah, and so we were just like, you know, that we love it. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna love this. We're gonna make this happen. But there was just that like quick moment of, what did we actually do? Dude, totally. Yeah, so. that makes a ton of sense. And it was weird because I think when I was in Mexico, I was, uh, you know, 20 years old and single. And I was right. just like, I can do this. Yeah. So having having Stephanie there actually was made me process emotions better. But uh-huh. also was like, yeah, looking back, I don't think I could have done this. But yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that'd be a much different, uh, different ball game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you, I think one of the things that, doesn't get talked about when, during these, you know, partner meeting Philippines night things is could, could we talk about just how incredible William and mercy are? Because I think that kind of gets lost in just people who haven't been to Novotis or I don't know. That was one of the things that struck me the most is when I got there, like William and mercy, they're not just like the pastors of this church. Like they are such like figures in this town and just the heart that that William and Mercy have for that community and and everything I don't know can you give us a little insight <laughs> on that because I could also talk a little bit of the little that I know but y- you you have much more experience so 
Yeah, yeah. I won't go. I won't like tell their life story, but yeah, three yeah. three years ago, they they started a church in a community that was in need, and they they were rock stars, man. Like they they got some support from their, uh, I guess, home base, I yeah. guess, church um, church affiliation, and but they were like, we want to live like like the our neighbors. We want yeah. to understand what everything's like. So, not only was he church planting, starting a new church, inviting people to his church, evangelizing, all that. But he would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, go to the fish port, sell fish so that he and Mercy could have food. I mean, this 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 guy, I mean, you know, we, we talk about the term workhorse, but <laughs> yeah, dude. he's been a workhorse for the past, like, 33 years as a pastor. And he, yeah, he does so much, man. Like, he now, he, in that area, he has church planted three churches, he has waken up at five o'clock every morning and wanted to just reach out to everyone and anyone about how good God is. Mm-hmm. Mercy was the same way. Mercy, she was able to do these great opportunities, like able to like feed people, able to share the gospel with people, do these women women events and dude, like Novotis wouldn't be the same without them. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember having a uh a conversation with William in McDonald's. We were we were at that McDonald's on the on kind of the way to the mall, you know. Oh, um, where we pick up the the jeepney. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I remember we were, we were having McDonald's talking to talking to William, and this was I think it was near the end of the the time that I was there, and so I was I was I just told him I was like, dude, I, this is so impressive. Like I've just you guys have done so much here. It's it's really cool to see. Um, just how how hard you work and the heart that you have for these people and it was just like he's so humble William and he, he I, I remember him just being like well we think it's so cool how you guys keep supporting us yeah. we think it's so cool like how much you guys do and I'm like I, that's that's it's just insane to me like I don't think I didn't at least and so maybe I'm speaking for too many people at Rev but I just don't think we know how much of an impact are just financial support or the, the scholarship program that we have, or now you guys being there impacts them. And it's just, I don't know. It was really cool. William just kind of put it in perspective to me. He was like, you, you know, this is the role, the role that you guys are playing right now is essential. It's just as essential as my part. And that was really, he was like, I, I couldn't do what I'm doing without support from you guys. I, and I don't know. That was just really cool. I thought it was such a brilliant way of him just being like, no, you guys, you you don't need to be doing the same thing that I'm doing in Boise. You're you're being faithful to what God is asking you to do, and that's what I believe I'm doing. Yeah. This is the this is the role that God has me in, and I'm going to be faithful to that. And you guys supporting us, you know, spiritually or financially or with people, mm-hmm. is is you guys fulfilling that role. And I was like, man, that's so cool. <laughs> right? Like that's he's just yeah, yeah he's just a super wise, yeah, wise yeah, man. Yeah, he is. And that's the thing. And I think that's just what kind of kept him going was just that that mindset, you know, that mindset of like it's not it's not me. It really is Jesus yeah. through me. Yeah. And that's how I'm able to make a difference. Totally. And now I mean he's doing ministry to police officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is super cool, like super, I wouldn't say random, but just another like, that. Like, how does this, I don't know, that, that was another crazy thing. It's like, how does this guy have time in his day to just randomly be like, yeah, I'm going to go minister to 
to to cops like it's, it's it's so cool yeah no it's 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 a it's an amazing opportunity i think god was working through that too because obviously um i guess not obviously i say obviously yeah never 10 months yeah <laughs> but what Novotis was 33 years ago yeah i mean you needed to be friends with cops so yeah. you would be safe totally and just yeah through that he was like i see a ministry here yeah let's just do it and he's He's been loving on those cops because those cops, they uh, corruption is really oh, easy yeah. to fall into. Um, miss, hmm. oh my gosh, what's the term? Of what? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm... mistreatment. Oh, okay. Mistreatment yeah. of the uh, the inmates. Yeah, is is common there. And these cops are just like, yeah, you know, I want to be a cop. I want to do good, but when I'm struggling, totally you know to make that happen where can i go where can i find the outlet and william was like jesus yeah. jesus is your strength that's like so you, cool. your strength comes from what we from the word of god mm-hmm. and i was like that's really cool yeah that's awesome yeah what's uh what's an unexpected maybe this can be a two-parter we'll start with unexpected challenge mm. and then maybe an unexpected highlight but what's been an unexpected challenge in your first 10 months there because i know there's I'll give you some time to think because I didn't prep you on this, but there's obviously some unexpected or there was obviously some expected challenges, right? You knew the language barrier was going to be tough, which you have picked up on extremely well. Um, I, Hey man, when I was there in October, you had been there for what? Five months and three, four months, whatever, three, four months. Anyways, whatever. Uh, I was super impressed. Um, so there's, there's obviously those kind of challenges. Like, you know, just being a large white male walking down the street. I mean, we talked about that. Like, that's going to be. Is that from my blog? <laughs> no, I mean, I just remember. <laughs> I remember only being there for for a couple of weeks, or yeah, a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. And I remember feeling like, all right, this is weird. Everyone stares at you when you're walking down the street. Yeah. Um, so there's those things that I think are more expected. Like, you kind of know those things are going to be challenges, but what? What's something that's an unexpected challenge? Yeah, I think one of the unexpected challenges was really just how I had to, in a way, just kind of like force myself out there. Uh, there were tons of opportunities for uh, for like Stephanie, for instance. She had um, the the preschool. She was able to plug herself into there. There's these uh, women's events. There's uh, you know women who just want to talk and. I had I, I had youth kids, right? But going into it, I knew that trying to reach the men would be hard, but I thought it was going to be hard where I was just like, oh, I can just ride the bus with them on their way to work and talk with them. Right. And just, just, it, just, it would look different, but it wouldn't be bad. But it's the, the struggle men are facing there is hard. I mean, women too, right? I mean, there's, there's definitely hardships. But the men who are working sunrise to sunset, the men who are struggling to pay rent, not alone feed their family, and not only are they trying to support their own family, but there are going to be, like, for every five households, there's only one adult male Yeah, in that. Yeah. And even that one male might not even be the right influence. Yeah. Like, because the— totally. And so I did not expect how hard it was going to be to reach mm-hmm. the 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 men. Yeah, about this. 
And I think, I mean, that was something that I brought up at the, I think it was the Philippines night when we were doing the yeah, little yeah. panel thing upstairs mm-hmm. uh, on stage is I was, we, we had, I think two or three of the days that I was there, we just walked around to the scholarship family's homes. And that was just the thing that immediately like came to mind. I was like, there's just no guys here. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, <laughs> it's kind of cool because there's such a really, there's a really strong group of youth and I say youth being like, you know, 17 to 20 yeah. year old kids. And then you throw on, I mean, Ezra's in there as well, obviously, but there's a really strong group of youth males that are honestly like the, the male figures in the, in the town. Yeah, like, definitely. because these, the dads are, you know, some of them are at sea for, for super long periods of time, like months or year at a time. And so these youth kids who majority of them are younger than I am Mm -hmm. are like the male figures in the town. And that was super crazy to me. Like I, I don't know that that surprised me too. I was like, man, these kids, like not only do they not have great adult role models, which is maybe why William is such a great figure to them, but they are in a lot of these cases, the role models, they just have to grow up super quick. I feel like, yeah, no, that's that's the big thing. I mean, the there's even like one guy I'll uh, shout out is uh, Adriff. That was the that was <laughs> definitely the guy I was thinking of, hundred percent. Yo, he uh, he he didn't grow up with a dad. His yeah. dad left him for a different family. He uh, was struggling. He decided to play video games instead of doing good in school. Yeah. He got a reality check and dude. God has been working in him yeah. even before we've been there. But these past 10 months, discipling him, loving on him, seeing who he is, he's a rock star. There's, so no, cool. there's no reason the 17-year-old should be playing guitar, leading youth, being a volunteer at Metro, doing good in school, giving me time to, the, to disciple him. He's discipling someone else. He's teaching someone guitar. Like there's no reason this guy should be – as amazing as he yeah. is. Yeah. Incredible. Um, and that's a great example of just there. I think they're to kind of break the, the pattern of families in the or just kind of the history of that there, at least to me, there's that, that is a key part to that is that this is the male influence. So that the father figure is, has not been present for a long time. Yeah. And so it's cool to see this newer, younger generation of men, be like uh, starting to understand the importance of that yeah and i and it's it's been great because like you said it's, it's, and it's not just adrift fine there are these oh yeah yeah these amazing youth kids who are just stepping up and trying to be good role models mm-hmm. to the kids in the community and yeah. dude it's it's changing a, like it's changing a lot like they i'm so happy i can say like they are the generation that's gonna make a difference totally I mean, i'm focusing mainly on the, the, the guys i disciple yeah but, yeah like i know i i I can see yeah. them changing the voters for the better. Totally, totally. What's been an unexpected highlight? Oh, good. That was almost one. <laughs> <laughs> almost <it. laughs> um, uh, genuinely, there have been. Which is, it sounds weird as a highlight, but the in ten months we have seen. It feels that's it. It feels weird, but we have seen dozens of youth kids we've seen you know people we call family Mm -hmm. just doing life with us to the point where they are weeping on our couch 
saying these just things that are just so hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Like the lives that they have been going through. Yeah. And the fact that like we could be a, a little glimmer of light yeah. in that, um, obviously not through ourselves, but just God allowing us to just be those almost vessels of just like warmth mm-hmm. and comfort has been this amazing opportunity that we never thought was going to be our, our job description, yeah. but that has been something that's just been, oh my gosh, dude, you've been holding that in for 10 years. Let it just, yeah. let, it, let it happen. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's okay. It's okay to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Cause I know what you're struggling through. God knows what you're struggling through. It's okay to not be perfect. Mm-hmm. That like perfectionism, that machoism is so big there mm-hmm. that these kids just, they, they forget. They, for, like you said, they forget to be kids cause they yeah. have to grow up at yeah. 12 years old. Yeah. That's yeah. That's so cool. Well, what a cool opportunity, I guess, yeah. and cool, cool thing that God's doing. I think another this. So I, I've told this story uh, when I when I came back, and I think it's it's just such a cool representation of what the church is in Novotis. But I remember we, you know, S- Sunday mornings, as you mentioned, Sundays are just a huge deal. Like everyone's wearing their best clothes, no shorts allowed, yep. uh, even though it's hundred degrees and humid. Humid. Everyone's yep. wearing pants. I remember we got back to the church. We were doing something on Saturday and we got back to the church at night and we were just going to hang out. Like I, that was one of my favorite parts of being there is that just the, especially the youth kids, like all just will hang out at that church. Mm-hmm. And so I think we got back from something. And I was like, I'm just going to go down to, to, to the church and hang out. And we got down there and like angel in, in particular is the the one I always highlight. And I remember we get down there and she's cleaning the bathrooms before service the next day. And then we come down Sunday morning, come down for church. She's up there leading worship. Mm-hmm. We go to market three's service and we're, we're there, you know, we're, uh, they, they do a Bible study before market three's service. So we're, we got there. I remember we're, me and Bren and a couple other people, maybe you guys were there with us too. We're standing in the back couple of youth kids, Adrif, Angel, they come in, like, they come in. I'm like, wait, you were just at the other church. They come into market three, they lead worship and lead the Sunday school class for little kids there. Then we go back in the afternoon to the second service for Fishers. They're leading worship up there. Then they have youth group afterwards yep. and are leading, leading the youth group. Yep. And I was like, especially I was looking at Angel and I was like, this is incredible. Like What you've just done in the past 24 hours. I was like, that is unbelievable. And it was so cool. Yeah. And that's, that's something that I want to try to process through with them and also with me where they, I'm just like, you guys are like, have such a big heart for ministry, but for them, it's just, yeah, that's just like, exactly. That's just it's just that, yeah. It's like, what do yeah. you mean? You guys don't yeah, spe- exactly. do this? Like what? Yeah, I just that was it was super cool just to see how yeah that we when we say like I don't know everyone the uh, doing life is a big phrase yeah. and I I think they they just do life with each other better and maybe it's just because the community is a lot smaller and they don't have as much like outside distractions maybe that we we have we put on ourselves maybe 
but they the definition of doing life is just so much better displayed through how they do it in the philippines than how we do it here yeah i think for me the biggest problem the biggest problem (laughs) the biggest problem challenge that i see is a lot like when i was in africa a lot like i was in mexico when you don't have you know there's there's people here who are like i want to show you love by giving you a gift i want to show you love by doing this or doing that doing this when the only i guess lack of a better term for the only love language is acts of service that's all you can give because that's you don't have the finances Mm. for anything else dude that's it just permeates out Mm -hmm. everyone that that's 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 just what you do you just do service for others yeah and i think that is what's been able to be a bond for them totally i totally agree um what's something what's something you're looking forward to when you go back and the you the rest of your time in in Novotis, what's something you're looking forward to see god doing um i know i mean you, you mentioned men's ministry before and i think i think the lord is working through that and hopefully that keeps growing but i don't know is there anything that's that's you're excited to see what god does in the next year or so yeah um i think for me you know, God could call us there longer, you know, whatever. But my biggest hope for the future uh, is when, when me and Stephanie walk away, that the the uh, foundation that we were able to create with some of those guys, with everyone, yeah, um, they can just build on top of it, mm-hmm. build on top of it, build on like, be self-sufficient yeah. in that. Uh, just mainly because William is just, William and Mercy are just one person. Yes. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just one Part, yes. Part. One, and the, like they're just two individuals in this grand scheme of things. Right. They and they just can't do everything that the community is asking of them. So being able to see these youth lift, like lift up William Mercy, but able to like stand on their own feet and just do even more for the community is amazing. And so through that, me and Stephanie are trying to find ways to just just feed them spiritually, be able to give them those opportunities to just find rest. And that's what we hopefully are going to build up on in the future. Uh, We're going to start a couples ministry as soon as we get back to kind of lift up the couples who are just either, you know, Hey, my husband's been gone for nine months. I don't know what this relationship looks like anymore in some ways, or just, you know, couples who just work and work and work and just give them that time to just focus on the Lord. Uh, and we also, uh, my, my William, William's dream for the men's yeah. breakfast is flourishing, yeah. right? We, we started with three or four guys. Most of them were family members yeah. of William to now we have 18. That's so cool. And that's once a month. And I really want that to be, try to be once a week. I was going to say like bi-weekly, mm-hmm, weekly. Yeah. Just have some either outreaches or just say, Hey guys, I would love to just buy you all uh, we all just get up on jeepney and just let's go to the mall and just do bowling. Like let's yeah. just do something yeah. together. So definitely, yeah, men's ministry, uh, couples ministry, and dude, I am I cannot wait to get back to uh, discipleship, man. Like I I miss those yeah. I miss those guys so much. Yeah, for sure. So. What? Uh, okay. When, when I, I saw you guys like right after you got off, like right when you got to the airport in Boise 
and you said the first i asked you i was like where yeah. what are you where are you eating first and you said chick-fil-a have, have, have you had chick-fil-a since you've been back here no <laughs> no way dude come on I you know, need dude, to go it's, get it's some been a struggle. no we're, i'm doing it today okay as good as soon as we're done good i'm getting chick-fil-a you want to go get some maybe okay i'm not even kidding i'll go um <laughs> i took play yesterday but i'll be <laughs> um okay so what what's like what's some of the better food that you have mm. there and what's some of the food that you're just like no that's not it oh man uh dude the the, the mangoes are oh. amazing over there if you have not had mangoes in the philippines it is one of the joys of my life is having a mango in the philippines yeah i don't i don't even know how it's like it's oh my gosh i don't even know it's just better it is it's just way better like the only way i can describe it just because i'm from texas and i just have to do this but it's like when you it's super hot outside you cut into this like perfect sweet juicy watermelon it's like that it's just like that feeling of just like okay i'm okay i I can survive summer now (laughs) i can (laughs) Um, mangoes are awesome. Coconuts are amazing. Um, the chicken there, like the, how they season their, their meat is incredible. Um, I can just do the food there. It's, it's, it's this weird combination of, so what did you do? And they go, Oh, it's bay leaves, garlic and soy sauce. Like, <laughs> and they go, that's it. I'm like, this food cannot taste this good <laughs> with just those three ingredients. Right. Like, I mean, you know, you know, they, these, these moms that like serve us, these, these amazing families that just want to, they like put aside their like day's food to like have a meal with us, yeah. which we're trying to stop. Because yeah. It's like, seriously. Please. We'll buy the groceries. Right. You cook. We'll make it work. But like, there's just that genuine, like in Texas, it's not quite the South, but it, that, it's that, it's that, it's that concept of, you know, you cook with love, mm-hmm. you know, and butter. <laughs> <laughs> but just like that, that sense of just home cooking there is just amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. But on the bad side, I guess I'll talk about that. The street yeah. food, there's there's some street food that's harsh. Yeah. There's some street food. There's still like, I, I, I go out with, uh, you know, William's kids who are like, you know, our age. Yeah. And we, I, I get street food with them because if I want to try street food, I want to trust the vendor and they, they should be able to trust the vendor. Yeah. Where they're going. Well, and they just, those, those, the, the Goomba's kids all are, are experts around there. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I'm the same. I, you can, you pick them up that, pick, pick up on that very quickly that there's like, you, you can trust those, like the, like. Adrif, Angel, yeah. Ezra, like those are the kids I want by my side when yes. I'm going out there because I'm like, hey, you guys, you guys, can, yeah, you guys know, yeah, because I mean, obviously, I mean, not obviously, but their their immune systems are incredible, yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> but even their immune systems are like, no, that cart got me sick. I'm like, oh, if that got you sick, I'm not touching that. No, one. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and so there's there's definitely the two things I still haven't tried are the the pig intestine. That's barbecued. That's just, it's just, if I can get my head over it, it's one thing. Um, but I just, I'm so terrified of worms. And I can't can't do it. And, uh, the second thing I did have, but, um, the the one that I just feel like I have to say is Baluk's. I was going to say, everyone's going to be asking about it. Yeah. So I guess in this real reality, um, I mean, that's super funny. Tabby. 
Tabby's so far has been the craziest, awesomest person I've seen <laughs> eating balut. Shout out Tabby. Yeah, dude, oh yeah, dude. Shout out Tabby. She was just she for like, everything. She yeah, exactly <laughs> yes, but specifically for this balut experience. <laughs> She cracked the egg open. She slurped it. She she slurped the juices. She was like dancing, and she oh was just like gosh. making this huge, like amazing like scene, but in just like the best way possible. Right. And I was like, it, it can't be that good. And so when I when I get mine, it was super funny. Um, it honestly, in the grand scheme of things, it just it's that concept of mind over matter. Yeah, but it yeah. really is. I mean, it's it's not pleasant right. experience right. but it wasn't it wasn't bad for okay. all you people out there it balut actually isn't bad yeah it's just a hard-boiled egg with some vinegar and some salt the juice is really good it tastes like chicken noodle soup broth and you just gotta go for it yeah yeah there's just a chicken inside of it yeah there's just a little little, a little baby duck um, it depends you could get lucky like i know there's some people who get lucky and there's no embryo at all so right just go super easy but even then though like the the you can see the duck but when the duck is like the size of like your pinky the the yeah it's yeah it's, yeah. yeah um i was not a fan of jollybee which is like their fast food we got that at the mall and i just was not a fan of it i don't know what maybe i had a bad bad sandwich but it looks like just a. It looks like a Chick Fil A, honest. Like yeah. the their advertising and stuff. It's like a chicken sandwich, and it's and oh man, it was not good. I don't know if it just disagreed with my stomach, but man, I did not have a good time there. Yeah, I was I was trying to be nice, but <laughs> since you brought it up, I just I, I guess I'm not a fast like Chick Fil A, right? Right. Like, yeah, Chick Fil A. But uh, I'm just I'm not a big fast food person in yeah. general. But yeah, Jollibee, I just I don't I don't get it. No, I don't get the. I get being there. I get having that Filipino pride. Like this is a Filipino restaurant that's so big. He yeah. came to America. Yeah, and it's it's fine. It's not, dude. It's not. Fine. You can be mean. <laughs> you can be mean. It's I, I, not. So, I, I do not think it's good. It's it's not. Thank it's you. For, Thank you. I I'm not a big fan of sweets. The fact that their spaghetti is sweet. Yeah, their spaghetti sauce is sweet. They have sweet cheese. Okay, I was gonna bring that was my next one. Do you remember we had we had cheese oh, ice cream? Yes. We had cheese ice cream. We oh, get to the we were we Stephanie were Stephanie will never let you live that down. Oh my gosh. Okay, you too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. It was I think it was the first day that we were there. We went grocery shopping mm-hmm. and I remember I'm just I my one of my favorite things is especially in the Philippines and in, in the couple times that I've been able to go it's just like i love just going around grocery stores and just seeing what weird kind of stuff they yeah. have and i remember i was like i have to get a cobra because because yeah. of bread yeah. well yeah and i had had cobras the a couple times before that i went to the philippines and i was oh, just like yeah. i gotta have a cobra uh which are for it's the energy drink in the philippines yeah. that is basically just sugar water and oh, yeah. yeah it's it's bad yep. uh <laughs> it's very bad <laughs> but at once i told myself whenever i travel i love food i love how food can bring people together yeah i try everything twice just to you know the first mm-hmm. time is just you know yeah bad experience yeah i've never had a second cobra <laughs> <laughs> but it, so when we when we're there we're walking around the grocery store and there was an there's an ice cream section and i was like oh like wonder what kind of ice cream. and they have you know a couple of the normal flavors they have What's that? What's that like purple one? Ube. Ube. Yeah. Which what explained? I don't even remember which one. I just remember it was 
per, yeah. it's like sweet potato <laughs> yeah in, in, a, in a sense it's like it's like um yeah it's their version of a sweet potato but it's um it's a little bit more of a like a rooty sweet like it's not super sweet yeah it's just like a, it's not as sweet as a sweet potato but right. it's sweeter than a russet potato yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's really good. The only thing that's really bad is when you cut it, it stains your fingers. Like it's just this deep purple. <laughs> that's crazy. And they just love it. So they have that, they have that yeah. sweet potato ice cream. Yeah. And then we saw cheese ice cream. Yeah. Queso ice cream. Queso ice cream. Dude, I remember then we went back to the, the church and I, I think it was just to Ezra or something. I was like, I was like, dude, they have cheese ice cream there. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like what he's like yeah it's pretty good i was like what <laughs> and then of course like the next then of course since bren's with us he's like yeah, oh exactly. you have to try it yeah. and i was like well then yeah. you have to try it and he's like no i can't i i can't have dairy yeah. and i was like oh they're so lame he's like no if i wasn't then i'd try it and i was like oh whatever dude and so me and kyle we bought it the the yeah. next time we're at the grocery store and we try it and both of us are I have a video. It's super funny of us just gagging. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, so bad, dude. Because, like, in, in America, it's like, oh, cheese ice cream. Okay, so it's like cheesecake. Right. No, this no. is, like, straight up, like, mozzarella yeah. cheese flavored ice cream. Dude, like, oh, my gosh. I I was so – and then there's chunks of cheese. Yep. That's when it got me. Like I put it in my mouth. And I was like, "All right, this is really weird." But you could kind of separate the and flavors. Then there's that chew. Yes, <laughs> dude. I was like, you can kind of. I'm like, okay, I can taste a little bit of like vanilla ice cream, and then I'm tasting some like cheese, and I'm like, I don't mind. It's kind of weird that these. And then you like, like <laughs> then I just get a chunk of cheese, and I was like, nope, I'm out. No thanks. Oh, that was that was quite yeah, the experience. That was. Or yeah, say what was worse, the the cheese ice cream or you and Bren having to sleep in our living room? And just... <laughs> I would sleep in the living room hundred times out of a hundred than I have to oh eat. My gosh, I felt so bad for y'all. I really did. The fact that the AC was only in the bedroom and that was the only place to put it. Yeah, you know, there was a couple couple times during the night where I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm just in a pool of my own sweat right now. This is kind of gross. But you know, once you, I feel like, and I, I, you're probably well past this, but I, I've. I feel like the times I've been to the Philippines, because I've been three or four times now, and you reach a point after like day one or day two where you're just like, yep, I'm going to be sweaty. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to be sweaty all the time. Yeah. And I sweat just in general, but there it's hyper. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, you just kind of get to this point. And then when, when we played basketball in that, we so is it really it's a cool. slip and slide after 10 oh my minutes. gosh dude it's, it was really cool there was like this indoor it was a half court indoor basketball mm-hmm. court that they yeah. can rent for the best they, they have a basketball ministry each week it's really cool so fun yeah um and yeah i remember talking to some of the youth kids and so we, we went and played and dude i have never sweat that much in my entire life i think it was probably it was probably 100 degrees outside mm-hmm. and there's one fan in the corner of this in no ac in this indoor building, yep. 100 degrees, there's one fan, and we're playing basketball. And I, I, I think I, I think I threw the shirt that I wore away. <laughs> like it was that. I'm yeah. not even. I, yeah. I, I, I knew it, my, you know, my. I knew all my clothes were going to get dirty, and all they were going to be mm-hmm. sweaty. But that one was. I think I could wring it out. Like that's how much sweat there was in, on that shirt. Sure. Insane. Yeah. When when we go to the when we go to the laundromat, the lady now just like looks at me and she goes, 
So usually, like there's 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 one packet of the 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 detergent detergent yeah that has a uh, the the scent like floral or whatever. Right, right. But when I come in, she's like, "Do you want two or three? I'm like, three. <laughs> I want you to drown it in this uh, artificial floral <laughs> scent." <laughs> Yeah, dude, dude, the yeah, amount seriously. of the amount of clothes I've had to throw away already is just crazy. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, is there anything else you want to? You feel like we should mention, or? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I can appreciate is seeing this like become a thing. Something that we've I've been saying for the past hour. <laughs> right uh that we uh, that me and stephanie have just wanted this this dream for a long time and just letting god just use us has been an incredible experience mm-hmm. uh we we talked with a guy um i put on my blog so if you if you read my yeah, blog, plug it plug thank it. you yeah <laughs> but i'm going to say this one again there was this amazing guy uh who said when you have a job description as a missionary I want you to write that job description down in your hand. Then grab your hand and just give it to God mm. and just let it blow away. Yeah. Because God's going to use you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be that job description you wrote down. And I didn't like that has been the perfect statement. That's for awesome. our trip. Yeah. It's just, it's just been those huge reminders of, you know, uh, we were going through it and it's like, God calls us to be, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. I mean, even you, had a business major and now you're a youth pastor yeah youth director and so you know me and stephanie were talking it's like oh i you know she wants to reach kids but her most fulfilling thing has been this discipleship opportunity yeah you know for me i wanted to like i wanted to meet every person i could give them you know access to medicine access to just simple right care yeah that hasn't been either it's been just loving on these guys as yeah. much as i can where it just it there was a there was a point a couple months ago where we're just like, why isn't God using us the way we intend? Which of, of course is like the worst thing you can say to God. <laughs> it's the most backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah but hey, yeah. everyone does it. Everyone. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, I'm sorry. What 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 should I do to help me see you better? Yeah. And he was just like. Peter. All, all I could think of was the word Peter. Uh. And I'm like, okay, cool. Read through, like I read through, you know, first Peter, second Peter, um, kind of like Peter's life, I, you know, yeah. biography in a way. And I was like, yeah, I didn't realize it, that he was a fisherman. Like that was his career. He was a nothing fisherman. to do with evangelism, yeah. nothing to do with public speaking. Like literally nothing. the opposite. I mean, these yeah. fishermen were, were kind of what we're describing with these guys in the Philippines. Like mm-hmm. they are, they are sunrise to sunset out there just trying to get food mm-hmm. for their family just catching yeah exactly and it just that's when it hit me i'm like oh yeah i could i could set my career up to be a engineer to right. be a prosthesis to be you know stephanie to be a teacher but just at the end of the day god will use you mm-hmm. in the capacity that he is calling you to do right and it's like oh man i really needed that that's so cool because even peter was a good example yeah he he went back to fishing and he was just like, okay, that was a fun three years. And yeah. now I'm just going to go back to my career. And again, God was like, no. This is perfect. I'm going to write this down as like your, um, <laughs> this is like the theme for your podcast. Being 
being being a Peter. Yes. Oh, yes. God using <laughs> us in unexpected ways. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Peter, well, I mean, yeah, I'm a little biased to to, to Peter because I'm a little bit heavy heavy headed like he is. So that's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, then that's a perfect comparison, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, I, yeah, I mean, everyone can, I think your, your Instagram is just curse.novotis, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. people can, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm plugging you now, uh, follow, follow him there. You, I, I think all the, the updates you guys have and yeah, read your blog, obviously, um, to, to kind of keep up with them while they're in, in Novotis and, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, this will, I'll, I'll, I'll post this podcast after you guys leave okay. so that you, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a drop and run. Like you're like, yeah, hey, we did the podcast now we're back. So sorry, yeah. you can't, you can't hang out with us anymore, but yeah. cause I know you guys have just been super busy. So, yeah. um, but dude, yeah, we're going to, we'll, we'll continue to, to pray for you and, Quick. and support you guys. And, um, thanks again for taking some time out of your your busy week, busy weeks, weeks, I guess, yeah. weekish uh, home to, to do this. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's been, been great to catch up with you, man. So same. I feel like the pleasure is mine. Yeah. It's just, awesome. it's been so fun to do this. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm glad. Well, uh, yeah, I don't really have like a like a sign off yet. I know. So. <laughs> I think I say that every podcast. You I'm like, oh, I have a way to end this thing. You do, and I was like, um, oh man, like when Cameron did the exhortation, I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. Do you have one? But I don't know if I have an exhortation. Yeah, but I was even thinking like just do everything you do, do in prayer. So I almost thought a prayer would be fun. Let's do it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Cool. Awesome. Let's do it. All right, let's close in prayer. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Father God, just thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for just letting us be the hands and feet of you. Lord, help uh, lift us up to the calling that you've set before us. Allow us to walk that path that is narrow, to be guided by you, to be able to find strength in you each and every day, to be able to find rest when we can. And when that time comes, when we're running the race, that just remind us that it's okay to have that wire break. It's okay to to walk. It's okay to have those opportunities to focus on who's beside you to have those conversations to have the ability that you give us to just love on others lord thank you for us to be a part of uh rev 22 to love god and to love others uh probably not in the perfect way but for you to allow us to love it the world that you created in the best way we can and just lord thank you so much for the people in Novotis and for the congregation that just loves them so much. Lord, just be here in Boise and be here in Novotis. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.